I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. You are looking live. <laughs> Was that uh, Musburger that did that? Yes, Brent Musburger. You did are that. looking live. That's more of a. That's not Dan, Musburger. That's Dan Rather doing. No, it's the other guy. Brokaw, Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. It's Tom Brokaw. I look like I someone's a little lost. <laughs> <laughs> I love to lick a lemon lollipop and Lillehammer. I'm Tom Brokaw. Let's read the news. Yes. We're live here, by the way, on the Score North YouTube channel. And no, there's no breaking news or anything. We thought it'd be fun to, to make Feedback Friday a truly interactive two-way street. So at least for the summer here, when we kind of have a blank canvas and some flexibility, we're going to go live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel at 10 a.m. Central Time-ish. And then we're going to go live on the Score North YouTube channel at 11 a.m.-ish for Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd Feedback Friday. So, yeah, you can hit us up. We'll be monitoring the YouTube comments. You can hit us up also uh, all week long for Feedback Friday through the Score North app. There's a Feedback tab. You can always send us your comments, questions, concerns, critiques, complaints, whatever whatever you want to hit us up with here. So, all right, boys, let's fire away here. So Chris H says, I think the talk about Jaron Hall is interesting. The fifth round quarterback, the Vikings drafted out of Brigham Young University. But I think what we should really talk about is that this was likely a trial run for the scouts, Quasi and KOC to move up and draft a quarterback in the future. This year gave them a chance to research quarterbacks, test their scouting abilities, so by next year they are more honed to go get the actual quarterback of the future. Maybe Jaron Hall turns into the next Nick Mullins. Just a good, solid backup. That would be a success. But it proves the front office wasn't serious about getting a top quarterback this year. I love listening to you guys. been following since the 1500 ESPN days. Really enjoy the Vikings coverage. Keep up the great work. What do you think? Do you think they... They kind of said, all right, this is the first, because they, they weren't going to do it last year after extending Kirk, right? Right. Did they? Do you think they used this year's draft as kind of a, we're, all right, we're going to go through the process like we're going to draft one of the top quarterbacks, but there's no way we're actually going to trade three first-round picks to move up, but let's let's go through the scouting process anyways. I don't think it's that simple. I think that they probably, at the end of the day, um, either didn't have the didn't have the stomach to pull that type of trade or, you know, quite frankly, there's a chance that like the Cardinals just said, no, like we can do, we can do a better 
deal with a team like the Texans. Mm-hmm. So like we don't we don't know for sure that the Vikings backed out. There's a chance that the Cardinals had four or five teams talking to them. The Vikings were one, but even the Vikings going all in, if you're going to uh, swap picks three and 23, that's quite a fall, as we talked about before the draft. Um, I do think that this probably more than just being a trial run, I think that this probably goes along the philosophy, Phil, that you've talked about for a long time um, and a bunch of people have, and it's this. If you're confident in your ability to identify quarterback talent, why not take them? Like we've grown accustomed to, well, you know, Kellen Mond didn't work, so it'll be another five years before we do that again. But that's not how the league really works. And so I think that this is more along the lines of we either didn't have the stomach for or couldn't trade up to get a guy that we really, really liked. We still have to identify a guy. But all of that being said, flyers on quarterbacks, it's better to take a flyer on a quarterback and be wrong than to never take a flyer on a quarterback. And once you do and it fails, just bail. So I think it's a little bit more um, in-depth than that. But I also think that it's what we're going to see more of from this administration now with, you know, O'Connell and Quazy, which is the idea of trying to bring in guys at this position for basically what amount to looksies. And he's right. You know what? Mm-hmm. If this kid turns out to be Mullins or a guy like that for a fifth round pick, that's nothing to be ashamed of. But we've just become so conditioned to, well, Rick's pick didn't work, so we're done trying to draft QBs. That's really a flawed philosophy. Pablo Amaya chimes in, by the way, in the YouTube comments and says, I miss Declan's mustache. Man, uh, was the main reason I watched Score North. What, how, what, so you got rid of the mustache, and then you also got rid of the beard. What? Yeah, I had the beard. Uh, what did I, I, I grew it back for a little bit. I think I shaved it on Tuesday, Monday, and I thought about bringing the stash back and even our, our engineer Adam who helped us out uh, at Park Tavern last Thursday I was walking out of the office and he goes what the hell man where's the mustache where'd it go yeah so I, yeah. I think I'll have to bring it back I'll, I'll, I'll I be think goose. you should have kept it through the draft party lesson learned for next year yep I think I'll do that going forward but uh but yeah it, it'll come back don't worry it'll you know in due time but it'll, it'll, it'll return it will yeah. return don't worry everyone of, okay everyone calm down no panic a lot of fans mustache of will come back mm-hmm uh, all right, so another Jaron Hall. This is, oh, my God, Josh in Alaska bringing some aggressive, reckless speculation here. Reckless speculation. Josh in Alaska says, Jaron Hall reminds me of a smaller Trey Lance. Could the Vikings be tipping their hand at a Trey Lance trade by drafting someone who would be similar to Lance as a backup? Lance to Hall like Cousins to Mullins. Kirky boy to the Niners, Lance to the Vikings. Reckless speculation. Jaron Hall, much more mobile. Get outside yeah. the pocket. Scoot around a little bit, just like Trey Lance. And are they laying some brick here? Huh? How's that novel yeah, you've wow. been working at? A little, uh, little backup quarterback you're looking for? Looking I love that. that. Like, it might be total, who who knows? that? You know what that is? That is an A right there. If that was a paper turned in, that is an A in our reckless speculation class. Reckless speculation. I love it, man. One one of the first things I would be doing, by the way, just kind of back to the first one on Jaron Hall. I do think that there's, I think that 
maybe our guy Josh in Alaska is onto something. I would not dismiss that out of hand. There's been yeah. discussions between the two teams. We've covered that. But if I'm the Vikings, I want to know, okay, of the 139 quarterbacks the last 23 years since the year 2000, of the 139 quarterbacks drafted in the fourth round or later, so just the late-round flyers, which Jaron Hall is one of them, only seven of them have actually panned out. What are the characteristics about those seven guys? Kirk Cousins is one of them. Mm-hmm. And so I w- I'd want to know that before I draft him. And that, and they clearly, like some of it's like leadership, hard work. You got to be able to pick things up quickly and essentially rise above the physical limitations and the mistakes you made in college that put you in the middle to late rounds. Dak Prescott, Tony Romo was undrafted, Matt Castle, Ryan Fitzpatrick, David Garrard. These are all like very cerebral very smart quarterbacks that wind up, I think, just the way that they think and, and pro- think about and process the game, it rises above their physical limitations. Jaron Hall actually just kind of kind of seems like he might check some of those boxes. So I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I think I'm I'm saying? high on Jaron Hall. I'm high on Jaron Hall. I buy into the Tyler Fornis, Jaron Hall steam. Thor and him. well, okay, but Thor's been wrong before. I love Thor, but. You know, he's been wrong before. <laughs> Tyler, oh boy, okay. So Tyler's been wrong I before. I just throwing too. it out there. Throwing it out there. I actually think here's my uh, here's my impossible to quantify. Write that down prediction. I think Jaron Hall content is going to be some of the most consumed stuff we do over the next three to four months. Of course, it will be. Yeah. The Kellen. Anytime we talked Kellen Mond two summers ago, it was like it was ridiculous. It's, it's quarterback cocaine. Absolutely. So we'll keep an eye. Let's see here. Nathan Walls chimes in says, you guys were talking earlier this week. You brought up that the Vikings overall are one of the uh, one of the worst drafts when it came to relative athletic scores of the players selected. I do understand the appeal of players who have a high RAS, but I would rather take players with a lower RAS. There's a lot of football-y football, football things happening here. When you can tell that they're actually gamers and understand how to play football, the ones that pop and look impressive on game tape more than the drills of the combine on pro day yep. or, or, or pro day. Yep. One example I looked up on is the biggest bust in team history. Troy Williamson scored a 9.65 out of 10 on his Raz, his relative athletic score, because he's really fast and athletic, right? Catch the ball, yeah. Impressive score, but how does that help Troy catch a football or run a route? neither of which he could do. Come to think of that, some other stars on the Vikings over the years, Dalvin Cook was only a 4.6 Raz. I'm going to take his word for these. I've not cross-referenced these. Stefan Diggs, only a 5.65. Christian Ponder got a 9.5 out of 10 Raz coming out of college, while Kirk was a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I generally agree with this, that give me the guy that can play football, but, you know, if you can run a 4.340, it matters, but if you can't catch a pass, that also matters. Among the most important things, in my opinion, that Jordan Addison said in his press conference here was his love to run routes, the artistic notion of running a route. Mm-hmm. How nice is that? Like, if that's the truth, because if you can't look, if you can't run a route, you basically can't play. I'm sorry. You can run a go route, but that's it. So I I agree with the philosophy, and I'm not saying that I want – a bunch of guys that aren't talented athletically, but I think the starting point for pro success is the ability to process and, and 
to learn or have at least sports smarts. You don't have to be, I don't care if you can, if you're good in school. I don't care if you're a social whiz or not. What I care about is one thing. Are you sports smart? Mm-hmm. Because I've met some incredibly dumb people who are sports smart. And you know what? They are valuable because of that. So Urban asks on the YouTube channel, what was Tom Brady's RAS, his relative athletic score? So it, guess. they do have it at RAS.football. You want to guess? Yeah, because I'm guessing it's going to be awful. I'm guessing he got, so it's 10, right? It's It's out of 10. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing he scored a four. Declan, have you looked this up yet or no? No, I, I haven't. I'm going to go two. Declan's closer, a 2.7. Now, it it includes your, your height and your weight, and then your vertical jump, broad jump, short shuttle, three-cone drill. Yeah. All things TV probably was awful. 40-yard, your 40-yard your dash plus your 20-yard split, your 10-yard split. Uh, your your 40-yard dash miles per hour. <laughs> yep. And then your hand size and your arm size. The only thing, actually, it's funny. He scored He scored well on two different things. Mm-hmm. Height, 9.2 out of, so 92nd percentile. Mm-hmm. And the three-cone drill. Oh. Okay. So, like, ability to move around yeah. you know, in tight spaces, which is kind of. Well, yeah, that's sort of true. Is, right? That makes yeah. sense. He was an 89th percentile on the three cone drill. But that 2.7 Raz is one of the lowest Raz scores you'll see from anyone in the combine. You know what his 40-yard dash time was, Tom Brady? Oh, over five. 5.24. Yeah. yeah. Took him a half hour yeah, to run chunky. the 40. There was, that, there was a hilarious photo of him of, uh, of his pre-draft where he's just like standing there in his underwear and he's got like a little yeah. bit of a belly even. He's doing. Like yeah. He had a dad bod when he was 20. Not chunky. Yeah. He was doing. Yeah. Now he's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So now I would caution to say that, well, Tom Brady had a 2.7 RAS score, therefore RAS doesn't matter. I think for quarterbacks, it matters a little bit less because how fast you process information and how quickly you make decisions and how accurate you are as a passer is going to be more important than any of the athletic traits. But for other positions, if you're an edge rusher, if you're a linebacker, if you're a cornerback, how do you recover? Oh my God, I I took a step in and the receiver is running a go route can I recover, right. right? Some of the athletic stuff matters more for other positions. If you're a quarterback, it matters a little. I think I, I want a quarterback that can move a little, who's not five foot seven. So, uh, and then for offensive linemen, doesn't really matter that much. Matters Those guys are more. often, often super smart though. Yeah. Like they How, process again, processing information. I want my cornerbacks to be athletic, but I also need them to, to be smart. Because like that's where you get how how to how to you know grab a guy subtly and things like that. Like if you're just a moron and you're you know hitting a guy ten yards down f- field and you're a cornerback, it's a flag, right? Yeah. But I mean, think and th- this guy athletically was talented, but was not big. Think about how smart Antoine Winfield was, though. Mm-hmm. Like just the subtle stuff that he Let's knew. That he was he was a freaking smart smart guy and those are guys that, that play for a long time because they basically in in a good way game the system they figure it out let's see here uh antoine winfield relative athletic score no they yep. have uh, this might be his kid yeah he yeah, might this is what, oh, no no grass start no this is a first round pick 1999 okay 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 so what would you guess antoine winfield seniors 
Raz is out of 10. So Tom Brady was a, a 2.7. <laughs> uh, Anthony Richardson is a 10. Antoine was small, so that's going to hurt his Raz for sure. He did get dinged on the height. He was five foot nine and dinged yeah. on the weight. One seven one dude. He was five nine one seventy six. Oh, yeah, he was wow. a small dude. Uh, I'm gonna guess his Raz because I mean he was a good athlete, but probably not off the charts. Uh, I'm gonna go with a six point five. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah. I was being the five and a half range. Nine point three. Oh, oh, oh okay. Go. Well, then totally wrong. Totally you, wrong on the rack. But if you think about it, so he was a first round pick. He was the twenty third overall pick. Yeah. If if you're talking about a guy who's five nine one seventy six and he's going to play outside corner potentially, how crazy athletic he would have to be to make that happen. So, this is so interesting. His four, he ran a four point four forty yard dash. Now, by the time he got to the Vikings, he wasn't running a four point four anymore. Right. Right. He was further into his twenties. And by the end, he was not. He was. He you could could have made an argument. He could have moved to safety if he would have kept playing. But he had a ninety seventh percentile forty yard dash. He had a ninety seventh percentile short shuttle, football, and a ninety sixth percentile three cone drill. Antoine Winfield, elite agility grade, yeah. great explosion grade, hell of a player. Oh my god! Give me another. Give, give me, this is. By the way, this is, I'm getting these saw, at Relative Athletic Scores websites, Raz.football. I saw someone ask for more at Boeingers. Let me see Mobos. Is he even going to pop up? I know they draft him off YouTube, essentially. It's like drafting Yeah, I don't know because he wasn't a combine guy, right? So uh, he, I don't well, know. Well, they, sometimes they get these from pro days, but. Okay. Moritz Boehringer. <laughs> look, look the German right YouTube. Relative the German Athletic YouTube was my favorite thing. Ah. Rick Spielman. Oh, Rick I have Spielman it right here. I have it right here. All right. Dude, this is a great website. It's Math Bomb. Is the, there's, if you, I follow Math Bomb on Twitter. And this is the guy that compiles all of these combine grades and everything into. Uh, so there's a pro day, a pro day and combine numbers in here. All right, Moritz Boringer. What's his RAS score? I'm going to go high. I bet it was like seven. Um. Yeah, that's probably about right. Six point five, dude. Nine point nine eight. Okay, I'm I done with Ra- I'm done with Raz now. But no, but but no, don't be done with it. Raz, me- it's 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 a uh, quantitative. Yeah, this is right. So it's it's all percentiles. How tall are you versus everyone else? Right. How how uh, what is your weight compared to everyone else? What is your forty time compared to everyone else? So Moritz Boringer. Six foot four, two hundred twenty-seven pounds, a freight yep. train size-wise. Who mm-hmm. ran a four point four three forty-yard dash at his? No, that was at the pro day. That was in Germany. Is that an unofficial right. German yeah. Uh, stopwatch? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, four point four. Greatest receiver in all the world. Rick Rick Spielman being lured in by the German YouTube. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, we'll we'll take suggestions in the comments as we sprinkle these in. Give me give me a few more. We won't do. We'll get to more comments here, but let's do like two or three more obscure or historical Raz scores here before the end of the show. Um, let's see here. Jamie K says, "Hey Phil, was listening to your Carl Anthony Towns reckless trade speculation episode. Heard you drop the name Scoreville. I think I said uh, something about us being in Scoreville." and not being afraid to recklessly speculate. I came up with this, that we all live in Scoreville. Feel free to use this as a merchandise idea. 
All I ask for is a name drop and a free Scoreville shirt. Scoreville, where Minnesota sports fans come together and celebrate, but mostly get sports therapy for all the decades of sports heartbreak us Minnesota sports fans have endured. Young and old come together as one in this safe community. I love living in Scoreville, home of reckless speculation. Our motto is win just one before we die. We will no longer settle for mediocrity for our Minnesota sports teams. We have moved from Minnesota nice to Scoreville, where we demand more from our sports teams. There are plenty of lots, uh, plenty of lots for sale in Scoreville. Come move here today. Sounds like a Twilight Zone. Yeah. Sounds like a monorail. Imagine, if you will, a town where success is fleeting. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, Scoreville, where the same season goes on repeat every... It's it's just the same wild wild season on repeat. Where wide wide left causes neighbor (laughs) to turn on neighbor in Scoreville. People are asking for the Randy Moss Raz. Oh. 11.7 <laughs> out of 10. Let's see here. Jimmy Kleinsasser. We got Joe Webb. Kleinsasser would be great. Okay, Randy. Oh, man. I'm just going to go. Just, well, you guys can guess if you want to. Uh, Moss was probably a nine, right? Like, I got to oh, imagine he was I, an athletic I guess freak. above that. I guess a nine nine, something ridiculous. Moss was a very, very high, but not quite Moritz Boringer high. Nine point seven, nine point six seven. So nine point seven was his RAS score. He ran he actually was kinda kinda mediocre in like the vertical jump and the broad jump. He might might have also just not been trying Terrible. hard in yeah. these drills at the combine. He did run a four point three eight forty at the combine. The pro again, the pro days are always a little suspicious. He ran a four point two five at his pro day. But that's like 25 years ago, pro day and stopwatch. Right. So, right, we'll see. Um, Laquan Treadwell. Oh, I, I'm going to guess his was not that high because he was not that fast. First of all, I'm going to guess a 7.1. I'll go eight and a half. He was a first round pick, like three point three. No, that makes Rich. this even worse, right? So he was. In terms of height and weight, he you know six foot two, two twenty, but he ran a four point six forty at his pro day. He was also coming off injury. You could maybe he tore up that knee it. really badly. Yep, he had a thirty third percentile vertical jump. He had a thirty fifth percentile short shuttle. And dude, these are pro day numbers, so you can fudge these a little bit. Amazing. His speed grade was poor. His explosion grade was poor. His agility grade was poor, and they drafted him twenty third overall. What were they thinking? Yeah, and he's coming off devastating injuries where they like, oh, once he heals, then he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's what was probably Klein exactly. Saucer? Yeah, Do we Jimmy have Jimmy Klein Saucer? Saucer. <laughs> I need to know. I love, this full I love Klein Saucer. H-back, too. If they have him in here, how far back does this database go? I don't think they have him. No, I don't think they have him. Because right. he that goes back to like the mid-90s, right? I don't see a Jim Klein Saucer. What was we'll Calvin, uh, Calvin Johnson, Megatron? Calvin Johnson. Oh, 
I gotta imagine this was like nine point nine. Yep. Just a freak. Okay. Hold yep. on. All right, this is riveting content here, I know, for people as we Google Google relative athletic scores on the show. Uh, 10, straight up 10 for yeah, Calvin I've Johnson. Got to imagine. And that's why he was the number two overall pick. Six foot five, 240 pounds, and ran a 4.3540. So yeah. you can see it does matter, but obviously if he can't catch a pass or run a route, then all right, you're just a, then you're just like a track star. Right. You're, really then you're just Usain Bolt, I guess. Yep. So. Um, a shout out to our friends here. And by the way, uh, thanks several hundred of you hanging out with us here on the Score North YouTube channel. So thank you. Please click subscribe and the like button. We're going to make make these just a regular feature on Fridays here during the summer. Live streams at 10 o'clock on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and at 11 o'clock Central Time on the Score North YouTube channel. Our friends at EcoFun, my goodness, electric bikes are in stock and on sale for spring. You can save up to $400 on new electric bikes. Stop in, take one for a demo ride, or if you live that scooter life like Dex and old Macadac do, you can save two. Th- let's see here, uh, three hundred dollars off the total price of a new Yamaha Zuma one twenty five fuel injected scooter. And if you're into the side by side game, two thousand dollars savings on the most popular Yamaha RMAX one thousand side by sides. Eco fun for all your summer transportation outdoor Dex. needs. Calling your name right there, baby. I love, oh, love me a good scooter ride. Riding around downtown. Especially if I'm going to go to the suburbs. I'm going to need a big old scooter to get into work, you know? Declan on his little, in sc- on his little scooter on Woodbury. In some cul-de-sac. <laughs> in some little cul-de-sac. Risking my life across Radio Drive in Woodbury. Just, yeah. Roundabout. <laughs> roundabout. Beep, beep. Oh, my God. Just go right through. Just go straight through oh. the roundabout. All right, let's see here. Uh, Charles Raymond says, did you catch the Wilds year-end press conference? Oh, wow. Dean Evison was not sporting any Wild swag whatsoever. But he did have his big tattoos, which he was showing. He's Does got he have Wild court. tattoos, though? He's got, no, no, but he's got some impressive ink. He's got, like, some bicep tattoos. He would kick our ass six ways to Sunday. Well, mm-hmm. here's Charles's speculation. Charles says, I think when Dean arrived at the building, he thought his time was over. That's why he didn't wear a wild shirt or wild gear. I think Billy has converted into one of us and has adapted to Minnesota nice. You know, if you knew you were going to do a season-ending press conference for your team, your franchise, wouldn't you wear a wild polo, a wild Did, quarter zip, a wild I don't think something? Billy, I don't think, and we, we could probably find this to confirm it, I don't think Dino wore any wild gear to last year's presser. Because he often wears like a short, like just an, enough short sleeve yeah. to sport those tats to remind you he can kick your ass. Yeah, he. I remember even there was a like an introductory or preseason press conference in the summer, and he just had like a medium polo on. I shouldn't yeah. say medium. The guy's just jacked. Like it's not yeah, a medium at all. Um, it's but, incredible. But he got, yeah, he he was just wearing like a plain blue polo that was not team issued or league issued by any means. Got the big eyes. I, I, I think if you were if you were even like thirty percent sure that you were going to get fired, you definitely wouldn't wear. You know, like you're not gonna if like if Judd rolled in if if our if our uh, vice president Dan said, uh, "Hey Judd, I need to hey, I need to see ball. you before the show on Friday morning. If yep. you could bring a box, you're not going to wear your Score North quarter zip, are you? You throw it off right in front of him is what you do if that happens, though. You just <laughs> you take it off, back and spike, spike it on the floor, throw it back at him. That's what you do. Won't be needing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. People asking for Adrian Peterson. Now, did he go through all the? Oh, here it is. Okay. 
I thought maybe he didn't go that's through all the. That's gonna be a nine eight to yeah, ten. A nine, I mean, yeah. nine six. Yeah, there's no way that guy wouldn't. So six foot one, two seventeen. Let's see here. Explosion grade, elite. Speed grade, elite. Ran a four point four in the yeah. forty yard dash. He had a ninety seventh percentile broad jump and a ninety fourth percentile vertical jump. What about the? Is there no bench press in here? Oh, there it is. Some guy he didn't do the bench press. I would also not do the bench press. Well, he couldn't. <laughs> He couldn't because he he was was he coming off a broken collarbone? Oh, okay. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that'd be my excuse dropped. too. But yeah, I, I would also skip that one. Yeah, uh, people are asking for you. refrigerator Perry and Gilbert Brown relative athletic oh, scores. I don't think they go that far back, do they? No, they don't. Right? Let's yeah, Gilbert Gil- Brown was the early '90s. Refrigerator was the '80s. Oh my God, Gil- is this is this right? I don't know. Yes, what, Gilbert Brown. When did we Brown? start to talk about Raz? Well, I think. I think he's going back retroactively and probably filling some of these in. Okay. So gotcha. Gilbert Brown, third round pick, 1993 by the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. What was his relative athletic score? Uh, three. Nailed it. 3.1. Yeah. So his, now his weight was 97th percentile because he was 330 <laughs> he pounds coming out of college. Yeah, he showed up real fat. But Got he only... jettisoned here and went to the Packers and had a great career. Dude, Gilbert Brown ran a faster 40-yard dash at the combine than Tom Brady did. Oh my god. He ran a he, he ran a let's see here, a 5.1 40-yard dash. And uh, okay, he had 15th percentile short shuttle. <laughs> Gilbert Brown. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Okay, let's see here. Brian Pauly chimes in here via the Scorner app. Not sure if I've heard you guys cover this before, but why is the regular hockey season 82 games spread across seven months oh, God. in a league where roughly half the teams make the playoffs and each playoff series is best of seven? It shouldn't take 82 games to figure out who makes the playoffs and who doesn't. Correct. The playoff format itself ensures the best team advances. Well, I don't know if that's the case. You probably need to play to 47 if you wanted that to be the case sometimes in hockey, but um Look at the teams that would have been in the playoffs before the All-Star break. Beyond Florida, is there any other teams that uh, that's fate changed in the second half? Just seems like an unnecessarily long regular season. Yeah, but the owners put, I mean, the Wild put 19,000 people in that arena for yeah. 41 games. Wild? Uh, yeah. The Wild? Basketball's the same way, though. Like, both of those, yeah. both of the seasons, NBA and National Hockey League, should be cut down. Yep. The regular season should not be as long. And and what's maddening is they've added playoffs, right? Like the NBA now has playing games. They don't even count those. They don't even know where to put those stats. Yeah. You know, I, I would make the argument, for instance, here's a parallel for you guys, okay? Luke Bryan's on tour right now. Oh. The country guy. Yeah. You know, the, the Sort of the pop country guy, twangy guy. Tight jeans. From what I can see, Luke Bryan appears to be playing pretty much every night from now until like the end of 2023. That seems like an unnecessarily long schedule for Luke Bryan. I don't know that I need that much Luke Bryan in my life touring around the country, but if 17,000 people and stadiums are going to pay, you know, a hundred bucks a ticket to go see Luke Bryan, try telling Luke Bryan to cut down on his schedule. That's what's happening in the NHL and the NBA. And why is baseball still 162 games when they have done the same thing, added playoffs. And they're not even filling their stadiums. No. Could you argue I, that, that they no. should reduce the games and that the same amount of people would show up? You just have, instead of 12,000 fans for a game, maybe you have 30, or would they just lose 
they might just lose the attendance altogether. What's up, Dex? I was going to say that, number one, the best thing the NHL did during that pandemic season was the 52 games, or whatever it was, oh, it was 55. That. It was perfect. It started in the new year, now classic wild fashion. It was over the first week of May, but that was, that was great. It was five, six months, and that was it. I, and, and, and people will fly to it. Like I had to drop my fiance off at the airport. She's seeing T Swift this weekend in Nashville. She's flying to Nashville. Dude, wow. To go see Must be nice. You guys are flushing the cash. I'm not. It's not my cash, but, but um, I'm dropping her off the airport. But yeah, they're going because what they She's did was to, she is in like, a, I think a few weeks, but th- because of the Ticketmaster kerfuffle, both of her and her best friend were both on Ticketmaster. She lives in Nashville. She's here, or my, obviously we're based here. And whoever got in first and whoever got the most reasonable tickets won the battle, and Nashville won the battle. Dude, I I go to Nashville to see Taylor Swift. Nashville's a too. super fun town. It's a I great I go see pretty town. much anyone in Nashville. I agree yeah, with I, Phil. Okay. Yeah, I, I love Nashville. Great Our, drinking town. We're getting some. Uh, by the way, uh, Cliff Tang says we need a purple daily world tour. We'll work on that for 2024. Be kind of fun. We'll show up in a show up in a random NFC city near you. Criticize your team. Amsterdam. Okay. Amsterdam. That's where we'll go. Eat some brownies in Amsterdam. Yes. The best brownies. So, okay, so movie rewind. If you, by the way, if you're new to the uh, to the score north thing here in the last year, you maybe you haven't been around for uh, movie rewind Fridays. We've been doing these for like three or four years now, and we do we do action movie rewinds. We on Fridays we'll start next week. We might do a Thursday one next week because Friday we're going to be reacting to the schedule coming out. But so we're looking for suggestions for rom coms for action movies. But we've already done like seventy action movies. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to spend some time and try and compile like can we we've got some of them on the Score North YouTube channel. We should almost create just like a separate podcast feed with all of our everything we've done, like the 100 movie reviews we've done and just put it in a separate podcast feed so people can catch up. Um, were you going to say, Judd? Yeah, is there a, a a genre that we haven't embarked on that's worth it? Well, like horror. sports we've done. We've done a yeah, couple done horror, horror movies. We've done some horror. Yeah. But I think that's such that's such a niche and acquired taste. Oh, and yeah, I have acquired like, it. Or, and, and I know oh, you yeah. are. But like, yeah. you know, from an yeah, audience building, executive producing standpoint, we are really pigeonholing ourselves if we want to review, you know, a knock at the cabin. You know, in my, in my a opinion, knock like, at the cabin? Is that, yeah. is that a that, movie? That, yeah, it came out like a few months. It's the one with Hello? Batista. Uh, it's an M. Night Shyamalan okay. movie. Oh, I got to see that. You know one. what? To be honest, that was a bad example because I kind of want to review that one. But, but like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Let me bring this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we do have some suggestions coming in here. Alex Pacetti says, for rom-com movie rewind, you guys got to do Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, Thank me later. Great. I need to hear Judd recap that movie. It's a great movie. I've seen it. It's fantastic. But, it's an but, amazing movie. One of my all-time favorites. But, but the parameters, though, too, of like some of our listeners maybe don't good. understand. Some of those movies are so – like I saw – we should do Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is like literally one of my favorite movies of yeah. all time. Yeah, we yeah. should But we all sure. love it. Like, we, like no, we but, there's a, but there's a million things to make fun of in those movies. That's yep. true, too. Yeah. I think for both those yep. movies. I'm fine with those movies. We just need movies that we can make fun of things. Crazy Stupid Love is fantastic. Oh. Great. Movie. So is forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, I'm yes, putting that up yes. here too. Forgetting Sarah Marshall's hilarious. Oh, and then Guzo chimes in and says, "For sports movies, Fever Pitch would be a nice movie to do a deep dive on." Yes, we did that one. We did Fever did we? Pitch. Yes, we did Fever Pitch. Yes, we did. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Jimmy, the Red Sox hey, uh, one, right? Yeah, plus Red Sox adapted. Yeah. Okay, so I only for the Damn, sports Andrew. movies. The only ones I have written down are oh, it was a rom com. That's why. Yeah. 
I was looking at the sports yeah. movies. We have Major League, Big League, Little Big League, Any Given Sunday. That was a great review. Mighty Ducks, Draft Day, great one. And Mr. Baseball. Hey, what's the so. one what what's the one where it starts and it's a football game in the pouring rain and the running back is about to score and the, the linebacker's there and he takes out a gun and shoots him? Someone what's suggested all? that this week. What movie is that? It's uh, The Last Boy Scout. Okay, yeah, that's right, with Bruce Willis. I've never seen that. He's about to score a touchdown. He, <laughs> he's trying to get by the linebacker, and he takes out a handgun from his pants and shoots him. You could argue that's about the only way Ed Donatel's defense could have stopped yeah. someone oh, last boy. year. Huh? Oh, boy. hi oh. I didn't mean for it to go that way. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hit us up in the YouTube comments with movie suggestions, and we'll... We'll start doing those next week and going forward. And I, because I feel like there's, we started doing these during the pandemic in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's a lot of people that weren't maybe listening or watching the shows then. So we should, we should, we should find a way to just put them all in a podcast feed so you can go back and binge. We've done, we've, we've redone like three or four of them. Yeah. But maybe this is a project for, uh, maybe old AJ can, can help us out <laughs> like a Saturday when it's slow. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So. All right, that's all I got for feedback from the Score North app, boys. Good session here. Slapshot as well. I don't think we've mm-hmm. done that one. We have not done Slapshot. No. Slapshot that is literally your favorite movie, though. It's one of it. Yeah. Oh, it's right up there. I don't like how it ends, but I love the entire thing up until then. Okay. We'll add it to the list. So, yeah, so a live edition of Feedback Friday here. We're going to do this. We're going to go live on the Purple Daily channel. Oh, look at that Bennington right there. That's a very yeah. nice Bennington. That's nice. Do That's, we need to talk about that, Bennington? We do need to talk about it. We have an extra read this week. So I was just showing off these great boats. So we have a third Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that's a not-so-subtle cool. way to get the, get at the spot, but that Bennington looked fantastic. We'll happily talk about that, Tell me Bennington. more about that Bennington, Phil. Show us your Bennington. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So Power Lodge and Miller Marine are your places to go for throttle therapy on both the land and the water. Cruise the water in luxury on a brand-new Bennington pontoon from the Power Lodge. Enjoy the sunset from the water. Entertain mm. the kids if you're the sports dad and float on all the lakes all summer long. As you're trying to maybe you're just refresh and reset after more disappointing Minnesota sports seasons coming to an end. Sports dad in back, sound to sleep, enjoying it. The soothing nature. Think about that, too. Think about how soothing. You know yes. what? Sports therapy and sports in this state there are a lot of things they are not soothing that bennington think about laying down there just enjoying the sun no worries no worries about kickers no worries about face-offs or penalty kill the only thing on your mind is exactly how great it feels to be out on a beautiful day powerlodge.com and millermarine.com we appreciate power lodge and miller marine jumping on board supporting us at score north go support them and give yourself the throttle therapy that you need. All right, boys, that's your Feedback Friday here. Live edition of Feedback Friday, 10 o'clock on Fridays on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, 11 o'clock on Fridays on the Score North YouTube channel. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.